0: The Pelicans went 4-0 last week and looked again on the longest win streak since Zion Williamson and Brandon Ingram have joined the team. On tonight's show, we discuss Zion can creep into the MVP race, how the team dynamic might look a little bit different with Brandon Ingram coming back off his injured toe, and the chemistry between Zion and JV really developing. All that and more. Thanks for pulling up. Let's get it. What up, welcome to this week's episode of Pell's Pod New Orleans.network podcast. As always, I am your host, Raphael Rattler, joined by my fellow little brother, Gary G Money Rattler. What's popping with you this week, bro?
1: What's good? What's good? Good to be back, man. It's it's been it's been a really solid week in the in the, in the city, man. As far as the sports front goes, man. The Pelicans are doing their thing. Uh, you know, Tulane has gotten into uh, a, a good bowl game. They won the, the their their conference championship this past weekend, so You know, the city has been reveling over that. Shout out to to Tulane Green Wave Uh, and everything's been good, man. I decided to mention the Saints because, yeah, we're just not going to do that. But (laughs) they do play in a little bit. So we got an early show today, but good to get into this. This Pels game, man. How's everything going on your,
0: your end? Everything is good. You know, we're going through the cold, cold bug, just like everybody else in this house. But, you know, we'll get through it. Um, But, yeah, man, the Saints still got a shot at the division, man. So maybe tonight, you know, maybe. Crazy one. Who knows? Who knows? Who knows? But before we get too deep in the show, uh, because we have a lot to talk about today, make sure you follow us on Twitter at Pels Pod. Follow us on IG at Pels Podcast. Like the episode below. And most importantly, subscribe to Knowles, that network. They'll keep coming, even if the Saints don't. So that being said... (laughs) um the pelicans did some things you were at all four games this week both home and away uh they did some things they won four games in a row for this ties I believe they did this once last year but this ties the longest win streak in near recent pelicans history with both Zion and Brandon Ingram on the team which is wild to think about that they've never won more than like five in a row but you know, here we are, right? Like, here we are. So, you know, we're not going to talk too much about the games early in the week between the Thunder, the Raptors, and Spurs. That feels like forever ago. And if you would have told me going into the week the closest game would have been versus the Thunder, I probably would have looked at you cricket
1: with <laughs> the Raptors
0: and the Nuggets on the schedule. But they did go ahead and take, take advantage of the game they should win, right? You beat the teams that you should win, and then you show up versus the teams that are going to be other uh, competitors and other contenders that you have to face later on the season. So let's talk about that Nuggets game from last night, man. It was a game that you had circle. Again, you know, the Pels were one of the hotter teams in the league going in. The Denver was one of the two teams above them in the standings in the West. And you look at it, it's like, man, this is a game that kind of means a little bit, right, because you're jockeying for second place in the West. But all in all, you want to see how you measure up. You had beat some of the. Again, the teams you're supposed to be, and now it's a time for you to kind of test your skills and test where this team has gotten versus one of the top uh, players in the West. And so at first, the Nuggets kind of punched them in the mouth a little bit, and you saw the Pelicans kind of back on their heels, but Jose and a, and a gang of other characters uh, kind of came up to play a little last night. So tell us a little bit about the atmosphere last night in the building. Tell us a little bit about, you know, what you saw from Zion, Jose, and things like that.
1: Yeah, man. I mean, you know, sometimes you just have those games that mean more, right? Everybody everybody knew that, you know, going into this game, especially with the Pelicans being, you know, winning the way they've been winning and, you know, doing it in a fashion that they've been doing it, right? It's, it's not just like this, you know, just this team that is going through one player over and over again. And it's like, this guy's just taking over. It's It's been like it's almost like showtime, right? It's highlight factory stuff. It's, it's pretty basketball to, to, you know, to the casual fan. It's, you know, great basketball to the basketball junkies, right? The cutting, the passes. So everybody saw this coming in, you know, the Pelicans playing this way uh, the entire week. And then you, on the other side, you had, you know, the two-time reigning MVP uh, in Nikola Jokic. And, you know, he's a guy that, that, you know, is a basketball maestro, right? He's a guy that that understands, you know, angles, understands passing lanes, understands all of these different things. And now you give him his running mate of Jamal Murray. So it was a, it was a clash, right? And, you know, the, the it, 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 you know, it reflected that in the, in the atmosphere. You saw people uh, really locked into basketball in a way, you know, just from the seats where I was sitting in a way that you hadn't really seen you know, people doing, uh, you know, in, in, in the city as far as Pelicans basketball, like, you know, looking at, at, is that a foul? Like, what's going on with the travel calls? Like, they were locked in into the basketball side of things. And that's when you know that the city and it understands the moment, right? They understand what people say, understand their assignment. They understood the assignment. And man, you know, the Pelicans, you know, the starting lineup, when, when you talk about the alphabet boys, as well as the second line brand, they, they all understood the assignment. I mean, I, I tweeted about it in the game. It, it feels as though the Pelicans have a have a system in place where as like every quarter, it's an alphabet boy paired up with a with this with a second line member that seemed to take over a quarter. Why you see Zion take over quarters, you've seen Brandon Ingram take over quarters, you've seen J V take over quarters, you see CJ taking over quarters at the same time. Paired along with him, is always either like a Jose. Or Trey Murphy, or Dyson Daniels, or Larry Nance. Somebody is taking over along with that with that alphabet boy, and it's what makes that so difficult to guard. Is that all of these guys are are really good basketball players, right? They're not just like role players. Like they are role players in a sense, but like they could be starters on other people's team, right? Trey Murphy, he's he's been plugged into the, the starting lineup. He could start on a bunch of teams, just go down the list and and ask him, right? Same thing with Jose. Jose has shown that he's no longer this cute pet project, right? This cute G-leaguer, you know, underdog story. Like this guy is a for real point guard in the NBA. And he showed that yesterday with that 38 point out in the most in in Pelicans franchise history for an undrafted player. And so, you know, it is it, you know, the the, the game yesterday showed just the amount of depth on his team because, you know, as great as this you know, this This team has looked over the past weekend and in and, 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 and that Nuggets game, you have to remember that two of the starters are out of the rotation. I mean, out of the game right now. And one of the starters is fighting his way back, uh, you know, from an illness that, that caused him to miss, you know, a couple of games and things. And so, you know, this team is still not fully healthy. It's still not to a point where, you know, you see all of the tools available to Willie Green and he just finds a way to keep doing it. And one thing to shout out Willie Green, man, he went zone last night and I, uh, yesterday, and it shocked the hell out of me because I was like, "Where did this come from?" Like, "Oh, I didn't, I didn't know this was in the bag." Um, but he went zone, and those guys not only did the zone work, they looked prepared to go into that zone. It wasn't there was nobody mo- mi- missing a, a rotation. There was nobody overhelping to one side. It was it was just beautiful, and it completely stymied uh the Nuggets' offense. And so you know, it just was a um yesterday was a microcosm into. The night and day difference uh, of the of the Pelicans, right? Last year, last year against the Nuggets, um, you know, you you saw Jokic kind of come down, and you were and going into a, a a close four quarter, you were like, man, you can see Jokic is gonna, you know, gonna 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 win this game, take this game from the Pelicans. Uh, but you never felt that. You never felt that this season. Um, in between the, the the starters, the second line, and Willie Green's a, a ability to to adjust, um, it showed just how formidable this team is.
0: Right. Um, you know, I, I want to take uh, I, something I like to do. I like to listen to the post-game pressers for the opponents after every game just to see. I always try to see both sides. I always try to understand perspective, just to see how they felt on their end. And Coach Malone, who actually was on uh the Pe- Pelican staff at one point in his career, he said something that I thought was extremely enlightening. He said, We lost the game once Jose Alvarado in it. Think about that. He said, we lost the game once Jose Alvarado entered the game off of the bench. This is a undrafted player, right? And, again, Jose puts up a career high from three, from points from the paint. He was aiming for 40. He had everything going on. But think about what you've seen throughout the course of this week. You saw Dyson Daniels, as a rookie, almost get a triple-double. You saw Trey Murphy average 20 points to your point. He's a bench player for this team. He's been in the starting lineup and giving you 20 and shooting 50% from the field and dunking on people. You tweeted out something the other day. It's like, do you want to put – think about this. Do you want to put Trey in the dunk contest or the three-point contest? And you really don't have a wrong answer. He could be in both. Like, Klay Thompson was never in both, right? Like, we're talking about some of the greatest shooters – that have entered the league over the last 10 years, how many of them were that athletic and could shoot that well? He also And,
1: reason- and, and wanting to be in there, right? Like he, he tweeted, uh, you know, the, the, the guys that propels so how he retweeted them and say, Hey, look, like put me in the dunk contest. This is a guy who wants to be in the dunk. We've seen so many stars who run from the shine and Trey is like, nah, I want the smoke.
0: All right. We're right. So, between him and Dyson and Jose, it's a different person every single week. Like, you look at Zion's stat lines, like, oh, he had a whole on 25 on 56%. Shoot. You're like, he wasn't even the star of the show, right? And that's that's a credit to Willie Green. That's a credit to the front office. It's a credit to what this team has built. The offseason, everyone had whispers, whispers, and the other, hey, the Pelicans aren't making the moves. Hey, they're very confident for a team that hasn't achieved a whole lot. Well, now the moves are starting to pay off. Now the consistency is starting to be taken advantage of. And even though you've got Brandon Ingram, who's missed eight games already this season, you've got Herb Jones, who's missed twice as many games this season as he did all of last season. Two main starters out. The Pelicans are beating teams, and they're beating the hell out of team. It's not five points here, two points. It's like 10, 15, 20, 30. And those are the signs you want to see from a winning team, right? Like those are the the things that you want to say, hey, you can't necessarily predict what's going to happen in the playoffs. They haven't been there before. Yes, historically, winners of the NBA championship tend to have failed a couple years before, but who's to say what's going to happen in any given year, right? Like you don't know. We talked about it this offseason. Every team got a little bit better. The arms race really kind of tipped up this offseason. But I challenge you to ask which of the contenders added a Zion Williamson. Which one of those teams, we talk about the makeup of the Pelicans, like they're a team that everyone is young. Everyone should be on the rise. Most of the Celtics, the, the Bucks, the teams that are established, Phoenix, those guys have been here, and a lot of those guys are either in the peaks or on the on the tailspin of their career, the Pelicans have an arrow pointing up for almost everybody on the roster. Right. And so the sky is the limit. The ceiling is the limit for a team like this. And you saw that when they had their first test with Zion back and healthy with his feet underneath them, you saw how it showed in the results. So, we were about a quarter of the way through the season. And again, it's hard to make large assumptions or whatnot because it's still kind of early. Teams really don't figure themselves out to like halfway through to like after the all-star break. It takes a little bit of time. But you look at some things, you say, okay, well, this year the Pelicans are six and two without BI. Last year they were seven and twenty. So they've almost matched the win total of what they did all of last year. Then they're like, okay, well, of course they have Zion Williamson. Well, they're three and two without Zion. (laughs) Okay, so they're fourth in in offense. They're third in defense. They're third in net rating. They're third in steals. They have the second best record in the West. They have the fourth best rest in the NBA. These are great signs. All right. Like, talk to me a little bit about where the Pelicans are at this point in the season, despite not really having all their guys together to figure out. What is this talent we have and how do we get the most out of it? Talk to me about, you know, where the Pelicans are, right?
1: Yeah, no, no. they, And even if they, they've had their guys together, they, they really haven't played, like, the game, right? We, we keep talking about it. Like, as great as this game this season has, you know, started for the Pelicans, they really haven't put together an entire game with everybody there where you're like, that's the team. That's the team that's going to be right. The the, the 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 Brooklyn game was about as close as you could get to it. But even then, you know, Zion was not this Zion that you see in right. front of you right now. Right. And so even with the guys together, they've still found a way, you know, to, to, to put together a, a formidable team that is, you know, causing havoc in the Western Conference. I think was most, you know, imp- impressive to me. and We talked about this last podcast is that third and defensive rating. Right. You're third in a, in defensive rating with Herb Jones missing a lot of games. And if you ask anybody up and down the roster before this season started, if you say, hey, look, the defense is the most important part of, of, of this team's ceiling, right? Them reaching the ceiling. And then you say, well, we're going to take Herb Jones away from a lot of the games. You know, people will probably be like, oh, well, that's not a good sign. Even the most diehard Pelicans fan would be like, "Uh, well, then who is playing defense for the Pelicans? But it has been an entire team effort, right? And it starts with Zion right we talked about you know his we I, we talked when when he had that game against Portland and i came on this podcast and i said that that that, that fourth quarter where jeremy grant kind of went at zion and was barking at him and attacking him on defense it reminded me of that wake up game for luka in the playoffs and i and, and we said that Well, it looks like it definitely was a wake up game because (laughs) I would venture to say that that was his last bad defensive game. You know, since that game, since that Portland game, like he has been phenomenal on the defensive end, right? Uh, Will Guillory came out with an article talking about his defense, right? You you see it; it's tangible, and we talked about it. This team's defense, as great as Herb Jones is, as great as Jose is as great as Dyson Daniels is, as great as Najee is, as great as all of these defenders, Trey Murphy, these defenders on the team are, they're only going to go as far as uh, defensively as Zion and Brandon Ingram commit, right? And we talked about that because those are the guys that set the tone and those guys, you cannot play those guys off the floor. Those are your superstars, the faces of your franchise. And both of those guys have stepped up especially Zion. Zion's uh, attention to detail, his rotations, his bounces back. Some of the things that you saw on the defensive end at Duke are starting to return back for Z, and that is leading the charge. And then, you know, once you have that guy kind of roaming the paint, and I said this earlier in the season, if he can start to gain a little bit of a reputation, right, where, oh man, Zion is lurking in that corner and might hit you with a with a block, like that only helps the defense even more because if you can, we talk about basketball being played in windows. If you can cause a player to hesitate for a half a second, that gives the defenses, uh, ask Larry Nance about how much mm-hmm. time that gives him to, to uh, return back on a pick and roll or JV in order to step up instead of dropping back. If you're, if, if Zion is flying all over the place and, and, and causing that, that, you know, that half a second delay um, in the, in the minds of the offensive player. And so, The defensive side is what's carrying this team. The offense is going to be the offense. Mike Malone said it himself. There is nobody on the planet that can guard Zion 101. There just is not. And so when you have a guy that is, there is no, you can scheme against a a Ja Morant, right? You could try to scheme at least. Try to scheme against a guy like Steph try to scheme against, a, like you can try because these guys, you have physical matchups for them, right? You can throw a Herb Jones on Steph. Mm-hmm. You can throw a Dyson Daniels on another, uh, on, on, on these guys. There is no one player that you can throw in front of Zion. So the offense is going to be the offense because of, of how dynamic he is and, and his ability as a playmaker and things like that, which we'll get into. But the defensive side is, was carrying his team right now. And with all of these guys out, especially some of the more, you know, the better defensive players and, and Herb Jones, like for them to still be third a defensive rate, I said last podcast that I didn't think it would be, uh, you know, it, it, you'd be able to keep it up and, and keep it consistent. is something that can be maintained throughout the season. And I, I am ready to admit that I was dead wrong about that because
0: <laughs> that some of
1: long. these, yeah, some of these guys that like the defensive side of the ball, if Zion is going to commit to the defensive side of the ball, everybody else on the team doesn't have uh, an excuse not to. And so Mm -hmm. I think – I did not expect Zion to be this committed through the entire week, especially in that that, that Nuggets game and that that Spurs game. Like, I didn't expect him to look like this defensively. And now that you kind of see him getting into form like that, I think
0: that this defense is real. I, for one – have since day one said that Zion Williamson has every tool that it takes to be good at defense. He's an extremely smart player. He's extremely quick. He's extremely strong. He's extremely fast for a person of his size. All it takes is for him to figure it out right? And how to use those things. And so it never made sense to me, despite the stats, like you could look at isolated situation. Like for example, earlier in this week, there was a one-on-one when uh, Shea got uh, Zion matched up on the perimeter, Mm -hmm. one-on-one. And I'm like, "Uh uh-oh, here we go. And Zion locked him down. In fact, almost forced the turnover. And I'm like, there's been too many of those where Zion is good in an isolated situation for me to think that the ceiling for him defensively is not high. Like I think he should be a good defender. And again. You're starting to see him get his rhythm back. To your point, the bounce in his step, like the way that he attacked the court this this week with it being him, with it being hey, Bi's is down, CJ is down, Trey was down, like Herb is down now. He he relished in the moment like something that he's talked about all all season. Like, man, you got to remember the last time I played there was no fans in the thing. Like he played during COVID. And so now he's playing back with the city behind him, the crowd behind him for a player like that, that feeds off that energy. It was a matter of time before the, the switch flipped.
1: Yeah, yeah. I was talking, that's a good point by you. I, I was talking to my uh, one of my close friends yesterday and we were talking about, you know, this, this, this run for Zion without Brandon Ingram. And I said that, you know, you know, you want Bi back immediately. He is obviously uh, a high talent. But if Brandon Ingram was going to be hurt, the best outcome for for this team was for the was for the city to see Zion as the superstar that he is, right? Because you know, obviously, you know he he has a mag a magnetic personality, and his superstardom uh, is is through the roof. But to see you, you wanted to see him put that onus on himself and put the team on his back and be dominant in games where you're like, he is one of them, right? You, you look at Luca, you look at Giannis, you look at Steph, you look at LeBron, you look at all these guys and you say that Zion is one of them. And you wanted to see the, the city, you know, the you want to see him put that on his back and with these home games that he's had and been able to do that in front of these fans I think that they are now seeing and 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 falling in love with Zion very similar to how they fell in love with Brandon Ingram and Herb and, and, and Jose and Trey last year, right? The same way they fell in love with those guys with Zion out, now it's Zion's turn. We joked about it last week how... Brandon Ingram was holding it fourth down last year uh, with, with, with JV by itself with Herb and, and, and Zion out at Trey out and not playing and all that. It was BI and JV. Well, now it was Zion's turn to do it. And you've seen, you know, you know, what's been going on with it and how he's been able to do it. So, you know, it, we, we talk about, you know, Finding silver linings and dark clouds and gray clouds, and you know Brandon Ingram's toe injury came just as kind of CJ was coming back. And of course, you know we always talk about New Orleans can't have nice things. And you bring <laughs> one back, you take another one back. You you take one out, here come another one in. But for for all of that to have happened and Zion to have have put the team on his back and done and did the things that he did, Um, I think it, 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 it is the silver lining in the gray cloud
0: of Brandon Ingram's injury. Right. So. All of this begs the question for as great as the Pelicans looked and the great as Zion has looked over this past week or so, where he's really starting around in the form, is can he creep into the MVP consideration? Now, before you answer this question, there are some guys putting up some ridiculous stat lines.
1: Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Like, like KD said, there is some serious cooking going on in this league right like now. Like,
0: there are some ridiculous averages with points, assists, you name it, across the league, right? And so, It's hard to really put anyone in the MVP discussion as the winner or whatnot with a quarter of the season to go. So let's look at like historically, typically you have one of the top seeds. Well, if the Pelicans can maintain this pace, they're going to be one of the top seeds, right? Then you say, okay, well, what about his numbers? Well, eventually you hope and knock on wood that CJ and BI are in the, in the lineup more times than not more consistently moving forward. So you can say that's going to eat into his numbers, right? Like that's. That's going to hurt some like if you got two other guys that average 20 to 25. It's going to hurt your chances of averaging 30 to compete with some of those other guys. But it's the defensive side of the ball where, again, I think if he's able to continue at this pace, that's something you would have over a Luka. That's something that he would have over a Jokic. Like that's something if you're a top seed on a team that's doing extremely well and you're averaging 27, 28, with seven or nine or 10 rebounds, that's going to get you competitive if you're also averaging a block a game and a steal a game and a deflection per games or whatnot. And so do you think he has a a shot at winning MVP if the Pelicans maintain this course?
1: Yeah, I I do. I do think he does. Uh, He has a chance because, uh, you know, to your point, they kind of work. Uh, hand in hand right the defensive side of the ball is what gets what is getting the pelicans wins right and so the more the better you play defense the more your team wins the more your record gets up the the, the higher chance you have uh, of, of getting into the mvp race and listen there there's some things that are outside of the i guess you would say like the box score that that causes a player to win uh you know an mvp there's there's the there's the the I guess the the narrative side, right? And I mean Zion has that right. In the beginning of the season started, Malika Andrews, the NBA Today, came to Zion and interviewed him at media day and talked to him what's important. And he started talking about championship aspirations right then and there, right. And ever since then, um, you know, it's kind of been uh, you know uh, uh, obviously with with last year's playoff run, it's been okay. What are the Pelicans going to do, right? And now with the with the spotlight have been on uh, been on them and them still being able to, to, to win games um, and, and stay in their race. Like the, the, the narrative for the Pelicans is there. And so when you become the best player uh, on a, on, on a team that is, uh, you know, doing well in the standings and has the narrative behind them and also, you know, voters love fresh faces right Axe mm-hmm. lebron axe lebron who probably should have won mvp after mvp after mvp actually Giannis, <laughs> same way who could win an mvp every other year but you know after a while people stop wanting to vote. ask Jokic, right same the same thing after a while you get voted for t so they're looking for a new face to get that right and when i said in the preseason that it was going to be luka i thought for sure that was the. That oh, it's the that's narrative. still the narrative. That's yeah. oh no, the for sure, yeah, for sure, for sure. I thought for sure it would it would be there, and it's still like you say, it's still that. But Zion is doing things, you know, that is that is that are are outstanding right he, he's putting up the points he's he's leading the team doing it doing it with the assists. he's doing it with the rebounds he's doing it on the defensive end and he's winning right the Mavs don't they're they're, they're going through a bit of a struggle with with, with some of those things um and luke uh, being on the defensive end is not you know nowhere near as to what zion is doing right now on the defensive end And so you know obviously you got Giannis. you got you know ad is playing out of his mind they don't have the wins the lakers don't have the wins but he's playing out of his mind Uh you have you. obviously Luca Tatum Uh you have all of these guys who are putting outstanding numbers up and Zion is right there in the mix and so what what his job is and what his goal should be is to continue right continue grinding continue winning games because the more you win games, if you're at the top of the West, if you're the one seed or the two seed, when it's time to start make start having these actual real conversations, and you're putting up the numbers you're putting up, and you're beating the Lukas, and you're you know beating a, a Boston team, and you're beating like you have to you have to get those wins, um you know and, you know over those guys and some of those nationally televised games, those are the ones that you have to you know put your put your best foot forward. And I think he can right. He's finding that groove, and so I think he has a shot right. He's he's definitely in that that short range. Um, that short list of of actual contenders, if you want to think about records as as well as performance, he's in that short uh, short list. And you know, if he continues to play, he, he continues to play, even with Brandon Ingram and CJ coming back, I think that there is momentum pushing uh, for Zion going forward. And you know, I, I you know, if if they continue to play, that's not that's not a hard you know, it's not a really out of the realm of possibility for him to be on that 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 short 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 list when it gets to that three, and then you'll see where it goes from there.
0: Yeah, the NBA loves a good comeback story. Something you said earlier that I thought was really interesting. You said that, you know, New Orleans and the fan base needed to see Zion, right? Like, of course, he'd been putting up great numbers compared to everybody else earlier in the season. But like if you really watch Zion, it was like that's he's not quite back yet. Well, this week mm-hmm. he's back, right? Um The other thing that I think it was important for people to see, I think it was important for Willie Green to see how good Zion can be in that role. Something that, you know, I really paid attention to after the games and things like that when they asked Zion about playing point guard and things like that. His response is always, you talk about it all the time, like he sounds like a comic book character with his answers. He was like, I'm grateful that the coaches trusted me." This is a megastar. We talk about. We talk about one of the faces of the NBA that the NBA wants to be a face of it. Saying, "I'm grateful that the coach trusts me. I'm grateful that, hey, I've been working my entire career playing as a point guard, and I'm I I, I I'm grateful that the coaches are giving me the opportunity to do that. Right? That lets me know that again." You know when you built something of success and you're inserting a talent as polarizing as Zion, it's hard to just throw him in and be like, "Go figure it out. Let's make it work." It's like, "Hey, if it ain't broke, don't fix it." We'll work Zion and we'll figure it out. Well, this stretch forced you to lean on Zion, and you saw incredible results from him. So I see someone in the chat saying, "How do you think Brandon Ingram looks in an off-ball role?" So you and I have talked about this all summer long, and it's. What we've been steady on. The Pelicans need to look somewhat like the Bucks, right? And, and what I mean by that is Giannis is point, he is option A, he's probably option B too. His ability to draw with gravity and draw defenders to him makes life easier for everybody else. For as good as Chris Middleton is, and for good as Drew Holiday is, Brooke Lopez, everyone else, his ability to draw three, four, five defenders all to him on a drive and kick out for open shots, that's a rare quality. There's like six or seven guys in the league who have that type of gravity. And I don't know if anyone has it to the extent of Zion. When you have that on your team, you have to make that the hub of your team. And, like, historically, Willie Green has leaned on Brandon Ingram as being the main source of office. But when you put Zion in that role, what does that do for a guy like Brandon Ingram? Well, now he gets a whole bunch of – a whole lot more catch-and-shoot opportunities, which he's shooting a career high from the three-point line right now. Now he's getting a lot more wide-open shots. What did we talk about last season? When Brandon Ingram doesn't have to dribble at all or he takes one dribble and elevates, it's almost cash every time. Well, if you're playing off of Zion in an off-ball scenario, guess how many of the Look at Jose. Jose is a great testament of how many (laughs) off-ball shots you can get. He hit eight three-pointers and none of them were off the dribble. They were all catch-and-shoot. Think about it, that's also Brandon Ingram, right? And just like we talked last week with CJ and getting him over incorporated to the point where he's still a bucket, he's still doing what CJ does, you do that with Brandon Ingram as well. There are going to be times when Zion's out the game, you run the offense through Brandon Ingram. And so when you look at the stats, again, I don't care that much about the stats and where people end up as long as the wins are there at the end. I think the Pelicans are the same. But if you, if you sit Zion for a certain stretch, don't forget what Brandon Ingram did all last season too. So it's not necessarily like this or that. It's more so you're going to get it all at different parts of the game. And just like we talked about, when you sit two of the alphabet boys down and you bring two in and they're coming off the bench with Bones Highland and Joe, uh, <laughs> like that, if that's what they're bringing in, that's just a testament to how much firepower this team has. And so what do you expect Willie Green to do and how do you expect the dynamic of the office to look a little bit different? What's B. I can tell.
1: Yeah, man, it's, it's, it's difficult and it's, it's very difficult. You can, and this week was a testament to show just how difficult it is to incorporate Zion into what Willie Green and Brandon Ingram and CJ built last season. But it's very, very, very necessary. We, we see what happens when Zion is on the ball, right? He is just, he has so much gravity and so much uh, attention is paid to him. That it is all it is it 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 behooves you to put the ball in his <laughs> hand just so that everybody else around can move freely, can do other things and, and play. And so when you think about, about Brandon Ingram, you know, if Brandon Ingram's the situation that Brandon Ingram in, and I'm not saying that he has this mentality, but it's similar to how you know Kyrie felt when LeBron came back, right? Mm-hmm. It's 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 like Kyrie was that young guy who was still trying to, you know was still trying to prove himself right he was still trying to prove himself and lebron was like i'm here to win but on wanted to prove himself right I, I can do this like i'm 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 a superstar as well well it's very similar brandon ingram is in a similar situation not saying that he has that mindset but he's in a similar situation because brandon ingram is a, is a is a star knocking on the door to superstardom he is he is literally knocking on the door with that plate with that run that he had last season he is literally at the door of superstardom and it's it's difficult for him to have consistent superstardom um, play when you have Zion there, right? Because Zion is such a a polarizing guy, and you know the offense and the team is a lot better when the offense runs through him. But where where Brandon Ingram can step in and and be a, a you know a better you know, a, a better fit and, and and get himself better is like you said, a lot of catch and shoot shots, right? But what, what I think Billy Green can do is he can watch a lot of this Jason Tatum, Jalen Brown, what's going on with them in, in Boston, right? The way that uh, Missoula uses uh, uh, Jalen Brown and, and Jason Tatum is that like the entire game you are getting punched in the face all, all through the game by one or the other. The ball is in one of the others' hands at all points of the game, right? We just saw Jalen Brown go up against the Brooklyn Nets and go for 36 points while Jason Tatum had 29 or 28 points. Like he was able, they're able to find ways to make both of them, uh, you know, both of them effective. And that's it, it's, it's it seems like an easy moment where you just sit down Zion and, and put BI in and run the offense through BI, but BI is a guy who likes to be in rhythm through the entirety of the game, right? He starts off getting shots off and he, he plays through the entirety of the game. And so it's going to be incumbent upon Brandon Ingram to also understand that this is a championship, you know, a, a championship aspiration team, right? Zion put it out there early. And even if they don't reach there, they're at the, the aspirations are championship. They are pushing for it, right? They have JV and CJ. They are all in to win a championship. And just like we always talk about, when you look at that Buck situation with Giannis, uh, Chris Middleton and Drew, like Chris Middleton is a max contract player. He makes the all-star team, uh, you know, whenever he's healthy enough and and is playing, he's made an all-star team next to Giannis. Um, Drew Holiday is another guy who got a really fat extension. Same thing as CJ. Like you can still be. Still be a a highly respected player and and be a very, very lucratively paid player. Um, and also get your numbers if you play and you know, if you play according to Zion because the situation is what it is, right? Zion, I think we have now seen we've turned the corner, Willie Green, you know, he's finally. Giving that trust to Zion and that's important, right? Zion was not there for Willie Green's rookie year. He went with what he knows, right? He knows Brandon Ingram, he knows CJ McCollum, he knows JV, he knows what these guys give him. And as great of a talent and as great of a guy that 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 Zion is, and it looks like Willie Green and Zion don't have any issues at all. Like they're 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 fine. Like. He 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 didn't know Zion like that, right? This this isn't a guy who grew up in New Orleans and was watching the Pelicans. <laughs> like this isn't that. Like this was a coach who came into a job, and the job had certain guys there, and it, Zion was not there, especially when he went off to Portland and things. So there's a level of trust that needed that need that still needs, but that needed to be established and now built upon um, between Willie Green and Zion, and you're seeing the fruits of that labor, the, the fruits of that relationship starting to prosper because. Like Zion said, Willie, the coaches are trusting him now with the ball. They're coaching. They're trusting him as the point guard of the team, um, and it's paying off dividends. So when B.I. gets back, you know, this, this is a guy. There is room on the team. For Zion to have 26, 27 points a game and BI to average 25, 26, uh, 24, 25 a game, because that's like 50 points, 60 points. Like you can, you still need 110 points to win. <laughs> it's just about finding the spots, you know, finding the, the opportunities to, to, to do what you do. And when you're playing at such a, we, it go, again, it goes all the way back to the defensive end. When you're playing on the defensive end you're get, getting deflections like the Pelicans are getting, you're getting steals, you're getting turnovers like the Pelicans are getting that puts you in in transition and gives you even more attempts at the at the at the um you know at getting points and and at the basket so you know those guys are 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 capable of both dominating at the same time it's just about finding a perfect spot to deploy each of them in you know and i think that you know it's hurting the team that guys are in and out and and not being able to build that cohesion and that time uh you know get that time on task together but you know, I think it has now been established that Zion is probably your number one and number two option, and Brandon Ingram is like your number one and two A option or one and two B option. Um, which is fine, right? It's it is a it's a first world problem to have. Um, and
0: Willie Green just has to figure it out. Right. It's a luxury of riches in terms of what you have as far as offensive hubs that you could run each night. So <clears throat> a lot of the things you just brought up are really indicative and can really be attributed to the bench, right? Like, I think at different points of the last, probably last last decade, you look at some of these Pelicans and Hornets benches and you're like, it gets rough relatively quickly. But the Pelicans have been playing games like, we joke about it all the time. The Pelicans don't lose guys at the end of rosters. They lose CJ and B.I. and Zion and like Herb. Like all these guys are the ones that miss time. It's never the guys that don't play much. But in those situations, you've had to have Dyson start games. You've had to have uh, Trey star games. You've had to have Jose Star Game, Najee start game. You've had to have all these these different players start games. And generally, you never know what you're going to get. Coming off the bench is different than starting for a lot of players. And generally what happens is if you take a bench player and you start them, that means your bench got worse. Yep. Well, the Pelicans, we've already talked about They have one of the deepest benches in the NBA. Like, they have two lottery picks that don't play. Like, Kyra Lewis is in the G League. Willie Green said he's going to get his footing down there. They're going to bring him back up and see from there. Jackson Hayes doesn't play. He's not in the rotation that's how deep this team is. It's so all. They also look- had.
1: They also have a breaking case emergency EuroBasket MVP who came into the game and stopped Jokic in his tracks. Uh, um,
0: that went, went called upon last game. Right. So you have all those different players, and you say, okay, well, the Pelicans are tenth in bench scoring. They're second and plus. Their bench is second and plus-minded. Third in steals. Third in assists. Fifth in three-point percentage. Garrett. three-point percentage. This is a team that is built upon guys that just like to get after and play defense, but they're shooting wide-open threes and hitting them. Right? Do the Pelicans have the best bench of the NBA?
1: Yes, yes, they do. Actually, they absolutely do. I think I don't even. I don't even think it's close. I look at that Boston team. And I look at Brogdon and all of those guys, right? Those are, that's a really good bench. But what the Pelicans have is guys that are, they it's almost like carbon copies outside of Zion, of the guys that's on the floor. And they all bring a different, like a different variation of it, right? Like Marcus Smart and Malcolm Brogdon kind of, sort of, like, kind of, sort of have similar guards, like, yeah. like that right like they kind of sort of have similar games whereas like trey murphy and like brandon ingram don't have similar games like they they don't they don't have similar games and it's like but they they're built the same they're both wiry and and, and can attack and and things like that same thing with like jv i mean uh, with, with zion and like dyson daniels right like you have zion out there but like here comes dyson as another unorthodox point guard and you're like wait 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 what happened what's going on here and it's just it's just the guys are so they they're bought in into roles on the team and you know finding guys like Jose and, and and Dyson Daniels right like Dyson Daniels was drafted you know in a in a spot where he was supposed to be but i think nobody could saw him could see him coming in and making the instant impact that we see from him, right? He's come in, and I called him like he may be one of the most polished basketball players on the Pelicans roster. Like he just does a lot of things really, really well. Like right? just a polished guy. He reminds me a lot of a really tall Drew Holiday, right? Like just okay. is a very polished guy who can play the defensive angles. He's not like Herb when Herb's defense is more about like pressing up into you and and doing things like that. He's more Dyson is more like technically sound. Like I'm mm-hmm. beat you to a spot. I know the angles and, and things like that. He just knows defensive angles, and there's not a lot of guys that's that's in the league on starting lineups and starting lineups that can that can say stuff like that. And then you got like Jose is putting up, could have giving you forty. Look like Steph Curry out there, like th- Raph. The Nuggets ran a boxing one versus Jose Alvarado, and I swear (laughs) I almost fell down the smoothie kickstick. Because I'm like, this is Jose. You run a boxing one for Jose Alvarado. They tried everything. This is where the Pelicans are right now. Like, you have Zion, Brandon Ingram, CJJV, and you have to run a boxing one for the undrafted point guard. Like, it it is just insane. And so, when you think about just the talent, like, the, the, the talent that's on the team. But it's not just the talent that's on that second line on the bench. It's the, the way they're playing, the mentality they're playing. Najee has been, you know, really good this season when he has to step in and, and well, play. Yeah, he had a str- yeah. yeah, like, he he had, a, he had a, a stretch where he was averaging 20 points a game, and like, while B.I. was sitting. And then, again, you have, like, Willie Hernan Gomez, who does not play, who has sh- shown his uh, disappointment, we'll say, Um passively um, about not playing the, the true professional comes in and Jokic has 30 at half and finishes with like 32 because JV's in foul trouble. Larry Nance gets in foul trouble, and here comes Willie putting up 12 and six, playing good defense and things like that. A guy who never ever plays, right? And like you said, like there's Jackson Hayes who's not playing, Kyra Lewis who's not playing, there's even Devontae Graham has had games where he's 20, 20 point right, EJ Liddell's not playing, like and, and so you just have, and then you also have. Uh, a pick coming in this season uh, to to presumably add presumably add to the bench, maybe the starting lineup. Um, we'll see. But this the, the team just has a lot of guys that are. Are talented who could be spot starters or just regular starters on on other teams who have come in and is contributing, uh, you know, contributing in ways and bought into roles and bought into the system and bought into this team where they're not complaining about some games. You know, Jose comes in and he's not scoring forty uh, a game, right? His job that game is to just harass Chris Paul or harass this guy or uh, whoever the point guard is and get the ball to Zion, right? But then there's also games where Jose is scoring for. or 38 Mm -hmm. trey murphy the same way there's games where he goes zero for three from three-point line and now his goal is to his job is to rebound and play defense and just be an athlete and then there's games where he scores 30 and and hits eight threes in a game and it's just guys are bought into the the highs and the lows but they're contributing in ways where you know they don't they 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 they're contributing in ways where they're they're completing the the task on hand but they're also shining in their roles and so mm-hmm. um when you contribute to winning and you're also excelling you know and, and putting numbers on the board everybody is just happy and 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 when you get a happy team and and guys who who are known for the defensive side of the ball defense travels energy travels when you have guys who bring that every single game um it is is just it's they, they are the deepest the deepest bench in the league man no nobody has Like, we're talking five, six guys off the bench that at any given night. Can do some things for you, right? Get a triple double in Dyson's, uh, and Dyson's case. Get a double double in Billy's case. Hit five threes in Devontae Graham's case. Score thirty-eight points in Jose's case. Score twenty-five and dunk on your entire team, including the coach <laughs> who got ejected. And Trey Murphy, like every like, there are so many guys on the bench that can do so many different things, and it, it just speaks to the the front office and the, and the talent finding process of the of, of those guys.
0: Right. Uh, the thing you, you mentioned about Dyson Daniels, I agree with everything. Like, he's really embracing the Lonzo role. Remember what David Griffith said when they didn't re-sign Lonzo and they, they traded Lonzo great? He's like, there's a value and there's a role that we have in mind for Lonzo. Dyson is fitting that role. And I think mm-hmm. I think he might be even better at it than Lonzo because I think he's a better defender than Lonzo was. And that's, mm-hmm. that's what this team needs. One thing that goes under-talked about, through all of this, is Jonas Valanciunas. And I think that he's been getting into a rhythm lately. Again, and Willie Green has talked about this, there's a lot of games when Jonas keeps played off the court. It's not his game. Like there's going to be games where the other team goes small and it's just not his game. He's not able to make them pay on the offensive side and then they take advantage of him defensively. So what do you have to do in those scenarios? you got to capitalize when it is your game. When it is, you know, you versus Joggins and you're going back and forth, you got to make him work on the defensive end. Our keys to the game going into the Nuggets game was pull Joggins out just like they want to pull JV out and make him defend. And what do you know? They couldn't do it, right? Like, it's not a secret. That's what teams do. They find your the worst defender and make them defend in space. It's a hard thing to do in the NBA, right? If J.D.'s able to – I think the, the the switch is starting to flip for him as well. I think someone asked him at practice the other day, how's this chemistry going with Zion? He was like, it's easy because all I have to do is get the hell out of the way. But what comes with that <laughs> is his ability to shoot the ball, right? Willie Green talked about, hey, J.D., stop upfaking 100 times. Just shoot the ball with confidence. You're starting to see him shoot the ball quicker. You're starting to see him uh, 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 accept the double team, pass out of the double team quicker. Last year, how many times – where Jose would try to get him the ball or anyone would try to get him the ball and there was a, either a bad injury pass, or he would get it, and then the double would come, and then a turnover would come. In. Now, he's noting, noting where the, the defense is, how they're rotating to him, and making a quick decision either to score or pass the ball quicker. That's an evolution in his game that's very important because they're going to be nights where it is his night, where he has 10 and 17, 17 and 13, 20 and 10. There are going to be nights like that for him. And so he had, and gross, thir-
1: he had a 30 and 13 game early this season. It happened already he he's one of
0: the bigger he's one of the better big big men shooters in the league so why not trust in what you're developing in this summer we talked about it i don't think that jb's getting that much better defensively like generally as you get older i can test to you for someone who's above the age of 30 as you get older <laughs> you don't get more athletic so i don't see him getting better in that area so how do you counteract that adapt with today's game and be able to shoot the three ball and be able to shoot the midy which he's done successfully his entire career and you're starting to see that. So I just wanted to pay some kudos to JV and what he's been able to do and how he's been asked to adapt uh, this season as well. I want to do something real quick for you. This is something new. A quick segment we're going to do, true or false. This is a first quarter edition. It says a quarter of the season has gone by already. All right? Uh, all, all I want from you is true or false. You can't go into detail. Uh, and I'm going to ask you these same questions again okay. once, uh, once the season comes. All right? So first one. Okay. Zion or B.I. get their first triple double this season. True or false?
1: True. True. I
0: okay. happy. Okay. Zion's been close. Zion. Zion's been close. And I think I think, that, I think
1: that's who does it. I think I think Zion does it.
0: Yeah. I I think that some of those shots that were missed in the game where he had eight assists twice this week, and Brandon Ingram's on the other end, they're made. So I'm gonna go with true as yeah. so well. Pels win more than five in a row. Now, mind you, they play the Pistons tomorrow. True, yep. okay. Pels they, have two or more players in the rising star game. Remember, you got Dyson eligible, Ooh. Dyson played last year, Dyson eligible. You got Herb, Trey, and Jose. Do they get two or more in there?
1: I think they get, I think they get, I think they get at least they're gonna, they're gonna put Jose in there. They, Jose is gonna yeah. make it just because he's Jose. Um, Trey is gonna make it because of his, his electricity and everything. I think Herb will make it I don't know if herb will play I think they'll ask okay. her and I don't know if herb will play um Dyson I herb think Dyson yeah so yeah I know I know I think I think they get you know what I think they get all four I think all four get asked to go Ooh. I think all four in there I think all four Dyson's a lottery pick and Jose and Trey have the the you know the the thing behind them the narrative the oh have you seen Trey Murphy do this Jose just dropped thirty-eight. I think both of those guys, uh, and then GTA. I think they, they both they both gonna get that. So I think they get all four. That's a good question. I think they get all four.
0: Bro, I went on NBA.com. I scrolled down and I saw nothing but Jose and trade dunks. I was like, "What is this? This is this is incredible! Uh, crazy, crazy. This, this is a tougher one. Pelicans will get two All Stars this year. Remind you, we just talked about how <sighs> all these people are playing in the league right now.
1: Yeah, I think that's false. I don't. I don't think. I don't think. I think Zion I think Zion gets voted in by the fans I think he has enough of a following and all of that to get voted in as a starter so I think I think Zion might is gonna start uh on the on the all-star game now bi has missed a lot of games so far mm-hmm. um like he could come back and still be incredible um but I think just with so many guys uh obviously Luke is gonna be in the in the you know in uh-huh. the guard position but I think that there's just a lot of guys who are, who are balling. Shea is going to make his, his first all-star mm-hmm. game this year. So there's the, there's the, the backcourt. Now everybody else is, is frontcourt. Everybody else, the, some of those guys that you can think about uh, will be frontcourt. And so um, it'll be tough for him. Uh, I think if he, if he comes back soon and just like him and Zion go on one of those runs that we saw their uh, his uh, Zion's rookie year, where they were the highest scoring duo in the NBA. Uh, but I, I'm going to go with false. I think Zion it, it gets in. I'm
0: going to say true. I think they both get in. I think there's been – I look, went back and looked. There's very little times when a team has a top two record in the in the mm-hmm. Western Conference and they don't have at least two All-Stars.
1: Mm-hmm. If
0: you've got two guys average 25, you're probably going to get two guys that You also got to remember, like, Paul George has missed a lot of time. Kawhi mm-hmm. has missed basically the whole season. Not like, great. a lot of the guys mm-hmm. that would typically be in those spots – like, who got Andrew Wiggins will not be in his second – second. <laughs> like, there's a lot of guys that are going to be taken away from there. So, I'm going to go with True on that one. Okay. The Falcons finished top ten in both the offensive and defense. They're off to a good start in the first quarter.
1: I think it's true. I, if you asked me this last week, I would have say false, but I think it's true. I think this defense is for real this season. Um, I think, I think these guys are just, they are locked in and Willie green has them focused on defense. I think they, I think they, I, they're definitely finishing the top 10 offensively. That defense was one. I would have questioned last week after this week. And you
0: know, I, I think they will. True. I think if, if Zion, and, just like we if Zion keeps this up and Brandon Ingram comes back with a defensive intensity that he was playing with, I think it's true as well. How about this one? The Pelicans have three guys that average 20 at the end of the year.
1: Hmm. Uh CJ gonna get there. I think I think he's shooting. I think true. Gonna come yeah, around. I think true. I say true. I say true. 20 20 is not a real high number now in the NBA. Mm-hmm. Um, and I think CJ is, is is gonna get himself together. He's missed a lot, you know, had the, the COVID in, uh, illness. And um one thing that I don't think people are really knowing is that they're in the middle of a huge CBA. Uh, you know, uh, discussion and, and the deadline for that is like December 15th, which is like in 10 days. And so, he has a lot. He talked about that on Brian Waynhorse podcast about he he would answer emails at halftime, right? He'd be on his cell phone at halftime. So, he has a lot of stuff between the COVID and the, the, mm. the, the CBA stuff going on. He got a lot of stuff going on with him. Um, that I think once like that deadline passes and he gets his legs underneath them, that he'll get back to going on uh, with things. I think they might extend the deadline uh, for another month. But I to answer your question, true. I think I think true. I think they I think CJ will get back. He'll get to twenty and and stay there.
0: And my last true or false question for the first quarter of the season: The Pelicans finished with the best record in the West.
1: Ooh, ooh, that's tough. Um, off the top of my head, I say false. I okay. think they'll be top. I think they'll be top three. Um, I think Phoenix is a regular season wins machine. Mm -hmm. Um, I think they'll win a lot of games. I don't think it'll be against the Pelicans, which we'll get into. Um, but I don't think I. I think that's false. I think they'll be a top three seed, but I don't
0: know if they'll have the number one seed. Right. Uh, I'm gonna go false right now. But the second time we do this, the second quarter, my answer might change. I gotta see a couple things happen first. Like I gotta, I gotta Mm -hmm. watch it manifest itself. Cool. Mm -hmm. All right. So this week. Um, The Pistons, we talked about it. They play the Pistons on Tuesday. And then you have two games against the Suns, who are the number one team in the West right now. The team that knocked the Pelicans out of the playoffs last year. The team that had the Smoothie King same, Blank J. Crowder." So, (laughs) Pistons game. I see uh, our loyal uh, follower and our loyal fan, VB Pels, later asking, how do you – Avoid complacency. How do you match up? Which we've seen the Pelicans do this so far this season. They've kind of played down at times to some of the worst opponents. How do you avoid that in a scenario this week where you got the Suns in front of you, the Jazz in front of you, the Suns again, and a whole lot of good teams coming after this game? What do you think are some of the keys to this game versus the Pistons tomorrow night?
1: Willie Green, man, he's got to make sure that, you know these guys understand what's in front of them, right? You, you can't you can't take any game for granted, can't take any team for granted in, in the NBA. Um, you know, I, I think you know Jaden Ivey is a guy who can turn it up, and and those those guys have a terrible record, but at any game, right? X Luca; they just lost to the Pistons, and Killian Hayes gave them fourteen in the fourth quarter. Um, you know, it's these are all NBA players, and so I think Willie Green, you know, making sure that the guys understand the the assignment and the task at hand. And then, you know, Zion, right, C- continue to understand, you know, the trajectory that you're on, the trajectory that the Pelicans are on. Um, and if you are serious about being a contender, these are the games that you have to go and beat up. We just saw Jason Tatum and Jalen Brown destroy the uh, the the um, the Hornets before they went and played the Brooklyn Nets, right? They beat the Bricks off the Hornets by like 50 points, which and then went into Brooklyn and then won that game those are what good great teams do and and those are what great players do and if zion wants to take that next step into you know the national spotlight i'm like all right this is a a contending team you are a mvp candidate beating up on the pistons at home before getting ready for for the showdown series against the the jazz and the Suns. uh that is what it's gonna take so give me willie green uh getting the guys ready and zion just understanding what's in front of him
0: i like that i like that um CJ McCollum highlighted somebody talked about the Sun series, the mini series, and asked him about that on a podcast. He's like, Hold on, we got a Pistons game in between that. And Jose Alvarado, in one of his interviews, he said, We're trying to work to get up for every game. Not, you know, we had that law versus Memphis where they got the brakes beat out of them. We need to make sure we're on top of every game. That's the next sign in a good team. And so, again, this is one. You where- already. You
1: already got a good sign of it. You, you beat the Spurs mm-hmm. pretty handily going into that Nuggets game, right? Everybody was focused on that Nuggets game. It was two home games, a little pit stop road game, and then back home. And you went to San Antonio. I was there in the building. It took care. Of, it took care of that building. Shut that building down. Um, and did what you would do. You needed to do in order to move on.
0: Right. You had San Antonio fans, Uwe and I, for Zion, which is yes. which is wild to see. So. I think as long as you come focused and prepared and know that this is another game that you need to win, everything should be taken care of in that particular game. Then you play the Suns at home on Friday and on Sunday, which is nice. And then you have to go to Phoenix the next week. There's a lot to look out for. Chris Paul, he's been injured. Who knows if he'll play. Knowing that New Orleans, somehow Chris Paul will miraculously be healthy in time for the Pelicans' upcoming miniseries.
1: Cam Johnson has
0: also been injured. But they're still blowing the brakes out of everybody. Devin Booker is putting up 40 a night on sixty percent shooting long long contested mid-ranges.
1: And there will be and there will be no FJ Crown to chance in the
0: Smoothie King Center. There this, will be this, no this none on. of those. So what are some of the things you're looking for out of important series? Again, this is not only potentially could land the Pelicans with the number one seed at this point in the season if they come up with this win, but really just a morsel of another test of another team that has been to the finals. How do you match up with the Zion Williamson? So what are some of the things you're looking for out of the matchup?
1: Something that you always talk about, bro, control the emotions. It is going to be that there is some, I won't say bad blood, but some competitive bad blood. Between these two teams, right? Between Devin Booker, uh, yeah. uh clipping CJ and the FJ Crowder stuff, and uh, how close the Pelicans were to beating that team and, and things. There's going to be a lot of emotions between uh, both of those you know, both of those teams. And I think you know, that that team is, is talented, right? They have a lot of guys. Uh, Bridge Bridges is playing out of his mind, he's a guy that that that's going to be in the top for all star uh, consideration, uh, along with, with Devin Booker, who was playing at an MVP candidate type level. Um. I think it's going to be important for those guys to to come out, understand that, you know, last year was last year. This is a brand new year, brand new season. And those guys have not seen Zion Williamson on the floor. And so it's going to be incumbent upon, you know, the guys who are who are out there. Hopefully, Herb is is back um, for at least one of those games where we can see Herb and, and Devin Booker kind of continue there. Their uh, you know, their duel from last season, uh, as well, and so I think just containing the emotions and understanding that Zion is the main hub, no matter who is on the floor, right? He is a mismatch nightmare. They start Mikael Bridges at the four; he cannot guard Zion Williamson. He okay. that is just not a that's not a physical matchup. That's something, and we've all known that DeAndre Aiden isn't really like the shot blocker, right? He's not a guy that wants to do. He's more of a finesse big. So again, we go back to what we always say. You have the bruisers down low and in, in, in the front court. Use them. Play to your advantage. Attack, you know, uh, uh, the, those those smaller, finesse wing guys Um, and make those – follow those guys out, right? You saw Jokic go through JV, Larry Nance, and it was working on Billy Hernan Gomez. The The Pelicans need to do the same thing to the Mikel Bridges, the, 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 uh, the DeAndre Ayton. Attack them. Get the foul, get in the penalty early, um, and with the way that the guys have been knocking free throws down uh, recently, uh, it should be a it, it should be a good win. So I, I think that the, the Pelicans have the better. I think they are a matchup nightmare for the Suns. Um, I think that that's going to be a good series. Going to be a lot of trash talking, but I think the Pelicans
0: win the at least the two at home. I, I think they win both of those games. Oh, I like that. I, the thing I look for, you talked about it, Herb and Dyson, just Naji giving Devin Booker different looks, making it difficult. He's going to score his buckets, but can you make it an efficient night for him? The thing I worry about the most is take care of the ball. You see what it looks like when you take care of the ball. <clears throat> you blow out the nuggets. You also see what it looks like when you don't. You let teams in the game that shouldn't be in the game, right? So take care of the ball, especially at home. Let your talent win out. What you got left
1: for the people, Gary. As always, you never know what people are going through, so give somebody a smile today. Listen, the Pelicans are doing you know things uh, that are making the city happy, making the fans happy, and you know, shout out to them, those guys for sticking you know, sticking together even through some of the, the early losses in the season and and you know, finding, finding ways to win, uh, even with, with guys out. So, um, it's exciting. Uh, to, to, to be and to watch the Pelicans right now and to, to be in the city and watch the city kind of get around the Pelicans. So it's just time to to keep it together, keep it pushing and, and keep your nose to the grind. So as always, follow myself at Garrett underscore Rattler. Follow my brother at Raphael underscore Rattler. Follow us on Twitter at PelsPod and on Instagram at Pelicans Podcast. And most, uh, most importantly, subscribe to New Network. Thank you guys for pulling up. We'll see you next week.